Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CX Goalkeeper podcast. Your host, Gregorio Leoni, will have smart discussion with experts, thought leaders and friends on customer experience, transformation, innovation and leadership. I hope you will enjoy the next episode. I'm really thrilled to, to have you, Nick, on, 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 on this show, on this uh, smart discussion. And thank you for, for having time to, to discuss with me. As usual, I start always with the same question. Could you please introduce yourself for the audience that don't know you? Yeah, so my name is Nick Limsdahl. I am the host of the Press One for Nick podcast. We focus on customer service and customer experience. Um, and uh, I also am the director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS. Thank you very much for your short, short introduction. And I think uh, if somebody had the opportunity to listen to Press One for, for Nick, it's really an outstanding podcast. I am not losing many episodes. I know that you have quite a lot, but I am trying always to listen to them. I learn a lot. I really enjoy them. It's great. And for the audience that is not a subscriber of Nick, please do that because you will find um, a lot of fun and a lot of uh, words there. Please do that. Nick, I really start asking questions that you think are familiar to you or you will find out that are familiar to you. Um, could you please share with us one thing that perhaps most people don't know about you? Yeah. So it's always fun to get the, the questions turned back on me. Uh, so one thing people maybe might not know about me, I, I ran in college and uh, I'm a, a five-time uh, national champion uh, cross-country runner. Uh, so we, we ran and uh, redshirted my first year. So I, I technically was part of the championship team my redshirt year. And then I um, uh, ran another four years in uh, cross country on that team and won another four years there. So most people don't know that I, I ran in college or that I competed at that level. Not bad, I would say. That's, uh, that's great news. Thank you very much for, for sharing that. And perhaps let's now start discussing about the main topic. You have an uh, you are in your career extremely successful and you have also an extremely successful uh, podcast. How could you ensure that both are so successful? What's your secret receipt? Yeah, so it's, it's always that fine balance and you know, of focusing on, on the value of both. How do you continue to drive that and make sure that one is not getting unbalanced? Uh, and I think it has to do with prioritizing your time. If it is... Uh, sometimes I do it early in the morning and I'm work, working on the questions or I'm, I'm reading a book. Sometimes it's, it's at, at night as I look at other people's guest book or previous episodes. But, you know, I, I do uh, I communicate with both. Right. I, I communicate with my my leadership team at the VDS and they are more than uh, supportive to help me on that journey. And at the same time, I respect their time and respect the time of the guests that I have on. So I. Uh, we, which we can talk about here in a little bit, but uh, I want to make sure that I invest in in both, both at, at VDS and at at Press One for Nick, because if you're not investing into the time that you're putting in, uh, it, it will show. And so uh, I think just being very purposeful with your time is important. I fully agree with you. As an hobby podcaster, I, I am facing the, the same challenge to ensure to balance corporate career together with the podcast that I am doing most of the time late in the evening, in the night. Um, 
perhaps coming back also to your corporate job, I think you have a clear link between your corporate job and Press One for Nick. Uh, how can you ensure that they are uh, they are working together properly and that, that you are also supporting the, the targets of your company? Yeah, so I would say at the end of the day, and we can take, talk about this later if you want to, but at the end of the day, uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, I, I said, how do I continue to find ways to add value to not just my, my friends and my peers, but also uh, my prospects or my clients. And I didn't have the ability to get back in, in, yeah, we can create zoom. Yeah. We can, we can do virtual happy hours um, or phone calls, but how do I bring in the right people at the right time to ask and, and specifically ask the right questions to add value to uh, me as, as a professional, as I continue to grow. And I think that helps me at, on the VDS side, but at the same times, it's adding value to to my prospects, to my clients, and to to my peers and friends in the customer service and customer experience um, space. Uh, thank you, and I think this is this is a really really important topic. Could you please elaborate also a bit? How did you came to the idea? Let's create Press One for Nick. Yeah, so I am actually working with an organization called Customer Experience of Michigan, or CX of M. They reached out to me probably in January to, to be on their podcast. Uh, we had some mutual friends and they said, hey, let's talk about customer service and customer experience. And so I joined them as a guest. Uh, a couple of weeks later, they said that was a lot of fun. Any way that you would be willing to join us, but you be the host on your own podcast. And I kind of said, yeah, I'm good. Uh, I, 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 don't ha I, have, I don't have a whole lot of time and, and uh, super busy. I'm traveling a bunch. Um, pandemic hit, they came back to me and said, hey, is there any chance that you have availability now? Uh, are you traveling as much? And, and do you have, are you interested? I, I still think it might be a good fit. So they continued to persuade me and, and I started started kicking it off and, and asking people, uh, hey, does this make sense? Uh, asking VDS, hey, does this, how do, how do we continue to find ways to add value there? And then is this something I'm comfortable with? Because it's always, uh, anytime you try something new, you kind of tend to step outside that, that ump comfort zone. Uh, so I think there's a lot of things that I had to decide. Uh, finally, I just, uh, after a, a couple of people, a couple of friends of mine said, hey, I'll be on the podcast. I just said, hey, let's give this a try. And um, I think I'm on episode 87. It'll be 80, 88 this week. Uh, very very nice and i think this is uh, this is really inter the interesting piece or point of view that you need to overcome quite a lot of difficulties but then uh, at, at the end i think the most difficult one from my point of view with my small podcast is really to do the first because yeah. then you see it works you have an interaction you can fill the time and you can start discussion uh, what do you remember from your first podcast yeah, I think that's a great question. Somebody asked me that. I, I was talking to a, an association here in the States and somebody asked me the exact same question. And uh, there was a lot of nervousness from, if I can be fully transparent, uh, I was sweating, had, had sweaty armpits. I was squeaking because I was trying to enunciate and figure out what words, what questions to ask. I wasn't very comfortable, to be honest. Um, and it was just me talking to another friend just because we're on record and the perception of me saying, oh man, this is going to be recorded and now it's going to get pushed out to all these people potentially who are going to listen. 
And what happens if I screw up? What happens? What should I say? What did I say wrong? And so there was a lot of, uh, it was all on me though. It was not, no pressure from anybody else. And in fact, you know, the guest was great. Uh, my first guest was uh, Neil Toff. He runs an outsource call center um, called Callzilla. Call and, and we just had a great conversation around customer service and customer experience. And I, I think it ended okay. Uh, there was a lot of things I could have done different uh, with with the, the, the technology or editing on the back end or asking specific questions. But uh, yeah, it was it was definitely uncomfortable at the beginning. And I think Neil is also a podcast uh, fireside chat. If I correct, that's right. That. Yeah, I, fireside chat without the fires, absolutely. I was on on uh, their show last week, and therefore I remember that. And and I think exactly what you are saying. It's it's important to to start, uh, perhaps as based on the fact that you are a podcaster and uh, were successful. Did you scripted all the questions and everything you wanted to say, or it was more a, a, a talk, general talk? Speaking about this first episode with Neil. Yeah. So the first episode, I probably had two or three questions that I just said, "Hey, Neil, here's the things that are gonna be, that I'm gonna be thinking about. Uh, let's kind of just go off the cuff, right? Like shoot off is uh, with with little script as possible. And I think it's it's good to an extent. Uh, sometimes I. If I were to go back, I would probably have it a little bit more scripted or maybe just rearrange some of the questions based off of the, the storytelling and how it comes across from the, the listener themselves or uh, maybe ask more point, pointed questions instead of saying, hey, what do you think about customer service, right? I don't remember the exact conversation that we had, but I think it was more broad and not specific questions that I wanted them to, wanted him to answer. I think this is a really a good hint, and and also there, it, it's I think that the value added of this discussion because there is plenty of podcasts. It's really to go in depth and to find out topics and insights that can be shared, and yeah. uh, and therefore coming back to to your career. Um, now let's say in in summer i think you will celebrate the episode 100 and uh, and therefore i need to ask these questions uh, do you already know who will be your guest for the episode 100 uh yeah so uh you don't need I, to share that yeah no, no no it's actually it's it's not a surprise because um I asked a handful of people, what should I do for my episode 100? Should I go and take little snippets from every single guest or, hey, should I do this or should I do that? Should I bring on a really big guest, uh, you know, find out the Jeff Bezos of the world and, and bring them on? And every single person except for one, and I can't remember what the other person said, but I think I asked five or six people and they all just said, why don't you just talk? Like, why don't you just walk through and talk about kind of the lessons learned and, and what did you get out of it? What did you like? What have you talked? What, you know, the, the questions I ask every guest and I think you, you do the same is, is, you know, what's one thing people uh, might not know about you. What's uh, if you could leave a note to every customer service, customer experience professional, what would it say? And then, and then, and then the other one, right. It's the, it's the book or person. And there's so many things that I've gleaned from every single guest. And I've never, I guess, really gotten the opportunity to to talk about some of those, some of those, and how they impacted me, and and how they've impacted others, and what what guests have said, and our listeners have said, for that matter, on reviews, uh, and just kind of put it out there and see what it's like, and and if people like it, maybe I transition and do every fifth episode, it's me talking, 
so yeah, that's, that's kind of the plan for now. And I think this is really a cool idea because it's, it's, not only about, it's not only about sharing the know-how, but also for me, I am learning a lot having this chat also with you in this case. And therefore, it's something that we can share again and, and again. And therefore, um, I think this is an outstanding idea. Even if you don't ask me, I would support that. This is an outstanding idea. <laughs> Thank you. Um, now that you, are, you have enough experience, perhaps could you share, please, with the audience, what is your vision around Press One for Nick? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, how do I find ways to add value? And if I'm not adding value to my listeners, then I should be doing something else. Uh, if I'm not having fun adding value, if I'm not having fun serving these my listeners and the people that I'm bringing on as guests, then I should do something else. So I want to continue to have weekly podcasts. I want to continue to find ways to um, hone in the the right questions that I'm asking, the right guests that I'm having, and, and maybe even um, survey, start surveying my guests. Like, what do you guys want to listen to? Uh, there's a lot of times that I've reached out to people and said, hey, it, who do you think about, what do you think about this guest or who should I reach out to next? That's one thing I ask every single guest is, who do you think might be a good fit? This is off recording. Like, who do you think might be a good fit for the podcast? And um, they don't necessarily have to be in customer service or customer experience uh, to, to be on the podcast, but focusing on the customer is, is very important. And I've gotten a lot of really good guests from that. Um, I've kind of, uh, the goal is to continue to find ways to add value around the prior. So if I'm reading books or listening to episodes and then the post, the post production is kind of something that I've leaned into the last 15 episodes or so where uh, we bring on, I, I brought on kind of somebody to do some uh, change or audio engineering of the podcast if I needed uh, some, some, I just needed to change the volume and some, I needed to change more than that based off of what we're, what that podcast consists of, or maybe it needs to break, be broken up into multiple episodes. So not going to change a whole lot. Hopefully it continued to, I went from two episodes to one episode just because I wanted to focus more on the quality, not necessarily on the quantity. And that was kind of one of the lessons learned that I've had on the podcast. Uh, maybe it's transitioning. I did a Chris Voss. He was the international hostage negotiator for the FBI. And I split that and put it on, on YouTube. And that was the very first time I've done a YouTube event. Uh, so that was, that was fun. Got a pretty good response. Uh, still, still getting a lot of people listening to that. And I hadn't done that before. So maybe I'm transitioning to the video, or maybe I transcribe every episode from here on out. So there's a lot of things I, I have thoughts wise that I'm learning from others because we're always going to be constantly learning or else we wouldn't be listening to podcasts themselves. And I fully agree with you. And I think this is also experimenting at the end, you have an audience They are committed to your podcast. And if you are trying something new, they will accept it or telling you, Nick, what you did earlier was better or this is even better. Continue continue like that. And, and I think that that was really interesting. One part is, is for sure, as you said, it's about learning, but also on the other side is to, to have fun during this discussion. And I am having a lot of fun discussing with you and also with, with the other podcasts. Perhaps... You don't need to share the exact name, but what was the funniest, funnest discussion that you had with one guest and what was the topic? 
Yeah, that's a great question. There's so many people that I, I was just trying to think of who would be who would be the right fit around the podcast. Um, you know, if I were to look through, there's what, 80, 87, 88 episodes. Um, you know, the, the, if I were to think of who might be the, the, the right one, there's, there's a guy who owns, and I, I'm going to blank on his name for a minute. Uh, actually, it's Jesse Cole. So he owns the uh, Savannah Bananas. So it's a semi-pro baseball team, and it's episode 23. Um, and if anybody doesn't know who he is, he went from, it's a hundred, he had a hundred year old stadium. He was like a hundred thousand dollars in debt. And this guy realized that he's not in the business of baseball. He's in the business of, of delivering on experiences. And so he transitioned as he's living on a, uh, uh, in, in his one bedroom, I think one bedroom apartment on, on a mattress that, you know, he doesn't have, uh, he's, he's falling out and he's going to be out of business here shortly. So he starts reading books on Walt Disney and how people are focusing on the experiences. He now wears a yellow tux, uh, that he's, he rocks every day, like, like dumb and dumber. And, uh, he's got, he went from not being able to sell a ticket to now he sells out every game and has a three-year waiting list. And how he does it, I think, is a really, really unique. He, he doesn't focus on baseball. He focuses on the experience. And so he's got the Banana Nanas, which is a senior 60-plus uh, cheerleading squad. He's got a pep band that uh, plays at the very beginning. He's got a breakdancing first base coach. He's got um, a Nacho Libre, like wrestler, as, as one of their, I think, third base coaches. Like completely crazy, but he's delivering on on the experience and he's exceeding expectations. And so uh, that guy was uh, like, he drank, uh, uh, you know, six monster energy drinks the, the day he had the podcast, but there's, there's other ones too, but that one just, as you asked the question kind of stuck out. No, thank you. And I think I really like your answer. And I want to be honest, I listened to both podcasts, the negotiation one and this one, and these were really uh, great, great podcasts. And now we can also transition into the next topic or the other topic I would like to discuss with you. And this is a one on one side is your great experience as a, as a podcaster, but now also in, in your corporate job, let's say. And as you said, you are learning a lot. You are sharing value added. And from the customer service point of view, customer experience point of view, as the example that you already did, what are the most important learnings that you got out of the podcast that you were able to reuse in your company? Yeah, I, there's there's so many lessons learned. If if I were to look through some of them, you know, some of the some of the guys. So I asked the questions at the very end, and some of the questions that I was kind of sifting through. But uh, the guy who his his name is Lewis Taylor. He's the VP of uh, head of uh, customer experience and Austin site lead at Dropbox. And he says, don't make customers navigate your organization to have a great experience. And every time that I hear any of these lessons learned, I kind of reflect back on the organization. Like, how are we making, how are we able to reduce effort to deliver on a better experience for our customers? How are we able to <clears throat> take the silos down for customers because it doesn't matter if you're in sales or marketing or operations or support, they see you as VDS. So how do I continue to find ways to have 
customer CS's VDS and make it as easy as possible for them to do business with us. Um, you know, if I were to look at other ones just real quick, I was sifting through some here. Uh, let's see. You know, one thing that John DeJulius, he's a, a partner of something, somebody, a group called the DeJulius Group, and he, ta- he focuses on Ford. So it's an acronym and it talks about uh, family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. So he's like, don't necessarily, when you're interacting with the customer, say, hey, what is your family? What's, what's the name of your kids? Uh, tell me more about your position. What do you like to do? What's your hobbies? And then what do you want to do in the future? But as, as organizations, if you have a customer that continues to focus on the customer and they have reoccurring customers, jot them down. Put a little note inside your CRM or inside your call center and say, what are they talking about? Like, are they going on a trip with their, with their kid? Are they going to their kid's soccer game? Are they having a, a surgery that uh, is, is something big? Bring it back up if the next time you have an interaction with them. And, and, you know, this is probably six or seven or eight years ago. I had a dentist that would do this. And I had no idea what he was doing. I didn't know it was called customer experience, but he would take the first five minutes and not talk about my teeth. He would talk about what, what's new. Like the last time we talked, we, we were talking about this, this, and this, how's that going? And then he would just be quiet and he would listen. And I was like, you would leave there not in, in he was prompt, which is also, you know, a rarity in, in uh, healthcare. Right. But he was prompt and he actually cared about what I was saying. And he wasn't looking at his watch. He wasn't trying to hit a specific KPI around, oh, I need to hit this many people in this office. But focus on the customer in the moment and give them the time. Like, and then give them your 100% attention. And that was another, there was a bunch of them. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm looking through all the quotes, but that was another one. Like, be purposeful in your time and don't pick up your phone. Don't pick up your your next gadget. Don't be looking at a book. Don't be uh, giving them your secondhand attention, but give them your full attention. Thank you. I think these are really, really, really great insights. But please don't speak about dentists with me. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will not bring it up the rest of the podcast. No, thank you very much. Great pleasure. No, because uh, when I was a child, I had some issues and therefore I was often there. And uh, that was not really customer centric. That was, uh, let's fix all the issues and uh, and go further. And therefore I developed something like a fear about dentists. And even if I am older now, and I hope that my son didn't check that and didn't understand that because he, he should have his experiences, but I, I, I fully agree with you. I think this, these are, are really great examples. And, and perhaps also uh, moving to the, to the next question, in relation to customer experience and, and customer service, uh, perhaps from your point of view, from your side, something that you learned during the, the podcast that you say, oh, this is really a wow moment for me. It's something that I need to share. I want to leverage. I want to, to live with that. Uh, perhaps do you have some, some examples, some ideas? Yeah, I mean, uh, as I sift through the, the 88 episodes, there was a lot of kind of lessons learned. And, and, and to, to be honest, there was like emerging themes that came up. And for me, it was... 
I would say five, six, seven things. Um, if I could think of them, it's right. It's it's the employee experience equal to customer experience. So treat your customers the way you want your customer or to your, the way you want your employees to treat your customers because they will. They are a direct correlation, direct, direct reflection of how you treat them. And uh, I think was it Chef Hyken? He said, "Fine, fine, F I N E is the F bomb of customer service." So he's like, "Be be better than average. You can be better than average." Uh, when it comes to finding ways, we talked about that in the, at the dentist office. I, I brought up dentists again. I promised I wouldn't, but um, is reduce effort, right? Finding ways, regardless if you're in customer service or marketing or anything, you're always have a direct correlation with the customer, right? It, James Dodkins was on your podcast. And what he told me was it doesn't matter how many nicks are between you and the customer. There's always it always ends with the customer. So focus on that customer, focus on that interaction because it will impact the customer and finding ways to reduce, reduce that effort. Another thing I, I just thought of was, you know, having the ability to listen. We talked about that earlier. And then not just listen, but provide that empathy along that journey. Because if you're not actually listening and then saying, instead of saying, I'm sorry, which Chris Voss said right in the, in that episode, but actually provide a label around it. So it sounds like, it seems like, it feels like you are going through this. Sounds like we didn't meet expectations. Um, another one I thought of is, is, you know, get feedback, right? Like don't just, your frontline employees are knowing the pain points that your customers are feeling. So ask them. And then the same thing is true with your employees, right? Create a pulse survey once a month, once a week, once, you know, a couple of times, once a quarter, and make sure that your customers uh, get that feedback, but also your employees. And then do something with it. Don't just sit back and say, "Ah, I have all this information. This great. This is this is great data." But don't do something with it, and then go back and tell them that you did it. Um, there is there's a, a bunch of cases around that where people are you kind of push the the survey into the void, and you don't get a response back. And that, that doesn't make me feel like I should be filling out an additional survey if, if I don't get feedback on the, on the other part. And then the last one I would just think of is like, as in customer service is focus on business outcomes. Like in customer experience, we, I have a saying, I call it uh, the pixie dust and fairy tales, right? And customer experiencing kind of lean into those and it's great to talk about. And, but when it comes to business leaders or, you know, executive team, they don't necessarily care about CX per se. They care about business objectives as the shareholders and everybody else. And so how are you directly correlating CX with business outcomes? So I'll, I'll pause there. That was, that was a lot of information. And it was uh, outstanding pieces of information, I think, four really important, important topics. But I need to remember you, you mentioned doctor again, dentist again, and definitely give you a yellow card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm in the running here. I, I, as long as I don't get a red on the way out. I'm sure you will not get the red one. Uh, Nick, it was really a great discussion. We are going to the last piece of, of the discussion. As we said, you are working in a corporate VDS and you have your, your podcast and you have also other things that you are doing. Uh, how can you ensure to have a satisfactory life work balance? 
it's it's tough, right? I mean, you you felt uh, as a as a host of a podcast and a, as a professional role, you feel the the pull uh, of of and plus your personal life. You try to meet all expectations. Uh, it's I think, like I said at the very beginning, if you're not purposeful with your time and you tend to, I, I inside my calendar, it's very segmented and it's color coordinated uh, coded, so I know exactly what. I need to do at the right time, uh, even at night. Like I want to make sure that I, I spend time with the family. But if I need to go back and do and read a book or listen to a podcast at you know one and a half speed to make sure I, I get it in, I want to do that too. Um, and I I'm never going to let it affect right the the quality of of anything that I'm doing. So it's it's just being very purposeful with my time and then saying no to the right things. Uh, because I, I, I aim to please. And I think that, uh, you can say, you could be the, say, be the yes person that anytime somebody asks a question you say yes. But if you don't ask that clarifying question, like, tell me more about that. Like, what's the timeline? What's going on? Who is that impact? Um, what's the delivery? What's the outcome of that delivery? If you don't know those things and you're just saying yes and you try to do it as quick as possible to quote unquote meet expectations, but you're not necessarily meeting expectations. You're just you're trying to force it um, based off of your own expectations. I think that um, tends to clog up calendars. Uh, I fully agree with you. And using the leveraging the example that you mentioned earlier, it's not about meeting the expectation, but a bit being a bit more be better than meeting expectation, ama amazing experiences. And therefore, uh, I fully agree on, on that. Now I'm going to change a bit uh, the questions that I normally ask, because if I have you on, on my podcast, then I need to ask you a few questions. <laughs> and I hope that I formulate them in, in a proper way. Uh, what was the book or the person who has influenced you the most in the last year? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough question to ask. I mean, there's so many books that uh, come out, come to mind right now. There was, uh, it, and it's not, it's interesting to me uh, that I'm going to say uh, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. And the reason why I say it is because I didn't expect it. Uh, I didn't expect his techniques in hostage negotiation to impact me as a professional or in, in customer service or customer experience. And it kind of caught me off guard, but I kept taking notes. I kept underlining. I kept, you know, taking pictures and sending it to people because I was like, Hey, this is, this is unique. And I, I even told him like, there is, there's a lot there for you to unpack and, and focus in and lean into that customer service or customer experience because nobody calls in to a customer service or call center department and say, says, Hey, Nick, I just want to let you know that your product's amazing. And, um, you know, I loved your service and you really hit, hit my expectations air high five. I'll see you tomorrow. It's I'm on fire. Right. And I'm going to do everything to make your life miserable. And so, uh, listening to what he's saying and provide active listening, it's mirroring, it's labeling, it's all these other things really surprised me. So that was the, that was the first one. Uh, I really liked that. And perhaps also to motivate other people to listen to, to this uh, podcast, I will say, 
please don't say trust me. <laughs> That's one learning out of the podcast and uh, of your podcast. And the second one is if somebody has uh, issues with uh, driving the car too fast, that's also they they are also giving some good hints how to to cope with with this issue. <laughs> uh, it's it's not the very last question because I still have one or two questions for you. But um, could you share share please with us your note to all customer service professionals? I would say when it comes to focusing on the customer, doing it with intent, like listening to them. If at all possible, I understand inside customer service, but in, in customer service, sometimes you're interacting with 10 applications at once and you're checking the weather. You're asking them, Hey, how's the weather in, you know, Stockholm, because you're trying to figure out what's best for you sifting through all of this. You're not actually paying attention to them. So if at, at, at all possible, pause what you're doing, listening to what they're saying and then acknowledge what they're saying and then do something about it. Don't necessarily speed through it because they, then they feel like a number and not a name. And then the last thing I would say is, is and this is my, my purpose in life is to have fun serving others. Like if you're not enjoying the process, even doesn't make it easy, but if you're not enjoying the process, then do something else. Thank you very much. And now we are coming really to, to the end, but two questions I would like to ask you, or three questions. Uh, one is a bit funny, but I think it's important. It's, and you're not to all podcaster. So all podcasters is to, uh, man, there is, there's so much I could, we could have another podcast just on podcasting, but is to focus on the quality of the podcast, not the quantity. I would immediately focus on a solid microphone and then um, respect your guest's time and, and then find ways to add value to them. If it's sending a recap, hey, here's what, here's what I did on the audiogram. Here's a, a quick snippet of the podcast. Here's where I posted it. Here's the channels. Here's some things that you can do about it. And then asking them, is there anything else I can do for you? Thank you, Nick. And I hope this is not feedback to me. Or <laughs> not at all. Um, the second last question to ask you is if somebody would like to co contact you, I will share all the links in the, in the, in the, in the no uh, show notes. Uh, could you please share them with us? Yeah. So you can go to my website, press one for Nick.com. Uh, you can go to the forward slash podcast. Uh, one question and one thing that <clears throat> on the last question was around uh, podcasting. I actually have a podcasting page, so uh, feel free to, to go there. There was kind of all the lessons learned from what I got and kind of what I'm doing. It's not a, it's a free resource for, so free for anybody who wants to join and uh, learn more about podcasting. If you're, you're starting or you're new, it might be a helpful resource. Uh, feel free to go to find me on LinkedIn uh, Nick Glimsdahl, I think uh, you can post the, the my name. It's a it's a tongue twister, but uh, feel free to put that on there. I'm on Twitter as well, but uh, anywhere uh, that podcasts are found uh, is where the where you feel free to listen to me on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else. Thank you very much, Nick. And please to the audience, and Nick should should listen. Don't listen to this, please. I used is is review is in feedbacks in order to understand how to do that. 
joke by side, the very last question on the six goalkeeper podcast is always the same. Um, it's something that we discussed or something new that you would uh, leave to the to the audience and this Nick Golden Nugget. Yeah, the Golden Nugget is to listen to this podcast, listen to this specific episode, and then continue to share it with others. Like the what you do on the podcast is what we're all trying to do is finding ways to add value. Uh, you're, you're investing the time it takes to do it. And just like me, you're doing it before and after hours. And you're being very purposeful with your time. Uh, just the, the prep work that you did on this episode is, is, is delightful. So uh, continue to be willing to share this podcast with others. Um, and I would say the last thing is to enjoy the process. Uh, it, this customer experience is not easy. Um, and sometimes it's not fun, but if you understand what your goal is and what your focus is, which should be on the customer, uh, continue to lean into that and see what the success, uh, and some of the success stories that you're receiving. If, even if it's a little nugget and be able to take that nugget and share it with everybody that, you know, inside your department or as peers outside of companies. Thank you very much, Nick. I am not commenting your golden nugget because it's Nick, Nick golden nugget. Thank you very much for your time. You bet. It was my pleasure. And also to the audience, I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed it. It was outstanding to have Nick with me. And I think you can see that he, is, he has a really nice cap. We both have a nice, nice cap. And this is what, what we are doing as a podcaster. And thank you very much to everybody. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Arrivederci. Grazie mille. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the word of mouth. Subscribe it. Share it. Until the next episode, please don't forget, we are not in a B2B or B2C business. We are in a human-to-human -human environment. Thank you.